He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Welcome back to Asian Cinema Fusion. I am your host, Paul Martinez, and we are here with our fifth, and I guess it's going to be our final installment from the New York Asian Film Festival reviews. Now, there were other films that showed at the festival that uh, will wind up not getting reviewed on these five shows, but you probably will still hear me give reviews on them at a later date. Um, because those are films that I'm going to watch at home and not on the big screen. So we kind of kept uh, these last five episodes, the stuff I actually saw at the festival. And so this is going to be our last one of those. And uh, we're going to start right off with The Villainous, 2017, South Korea, directed by Jung Byung-gil, who directed the very popular uh, documentary Action Boys. That was a documentary about stuntmen in Korea, and a fantastic film, Confession of Murder, one of my favorite Korean films of all time. Uh, so he's uh, only, uh, I think those might be his only two films before this one. He needs to make more movies because he's definitely an up-and-coming superstar in the world of Korean uh, filmmaking. This film is starring Kim Ak-bin, who plays Suki. You might know her from Park Chan-wook's Thirst. She was in the front lines. She was in the horror film Voice. Also starring Shin Ha-kyun, who plays Lee Jung-sang, who was also in Thirst, uh, Running Man, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. And Sung Jun, who plays Jung Hyun-soo. Uh, mostly a TV actor and something called Pluto, which I haven't seen. And our tagline for this film is, Being a killer ain't all bad. So what's this about? A young woman is taken from prison by the government and turned into a killing machine. So, this may sound a bit familiar, and it should. Because this is basically another retelling of La Femme de Kida. Well, why not? It seems everybody else has done it, right? Hong Kong did it with uh, the black cat. The U.S. had Point of No Return, uh, plus two La Femme Nikita TV series. So, this subject matter has been well touched upon. But none of those ever really came close to the original French-Italian production. That is, until now. In fact, I may be crazy here, but this may have surpassed the original. What a film. This one has thrills a mile long. Some extremely innovative action sequences. You get mesmerized by the violence in front of you. But not in a shocking way. More like watching a beautiful work of art. Kim Ak-bin, who plays the title character, has a way of conveying both the badass killer 
as well as the broken mother who is dealing with the loss of her child's father. The way we see her switch from a terrifying weapon of destruction at one point, and then later see her as this almost demure, almost unassuming mouse, but yet very believable in both forms. Now, this isn't just an action film. There is a story here. Yes, it's one most of us know, but there are a few twists in here to make it stand on its own. Uh, the scenes here are at times a bit awe-inspiring, actually. Uh, really amazing stunt work turned in as well. But what really needs to talk about is some of the amazing one-take fight scenes that seem to go on forever. Uh, I mean, there is just so much to talk about here. But uh, there's one scene in particular where director Chung channels Park Chan-wook's old boy as the villainess does her own epic hallway fight scene, only minus the hammer. This is really just a heart-pounding extravaganza of mayhem. Now, really, I have to say, this was the best film I saw at this year's festival. This was the last film, it was the closing film, and they closed out with an incredible bang. This film is actually going to get a nationwide limited release starting tomorrow, August 25th. It will be um, all around parts of New York and major cities. And I implore you to seek this out. See it on the big screen as it needs to be seen. Trust me on this one. If you love action films, this is one of the best I've seen in years. Now, not perfect as, you know, we could have gotten a bit more into character development for some of the other characters outside of our main character. But overall, this achieves what it hoped to. I give this an 8.5 out of 10. That's really tremendous film. And definitely check this out. I said, look, look it up. August 25th. I'm recording this. Today being the 24th. And tomorrow, Friday, August 25th, this is getting released in theaters around the United States. It is a limited release. But still, um, if you really are interested, take a look around for this. And catch it if you can. You will not. You will thank me. You will thank me for seeing this film. I'm going on record. I'm throwing it out there. I'm sure if you're within the sound of my voice, you will love this film. Okay, our next film. Vampire Cleanup Department, 2017 out of Hong Kong. Directed by uh, Yan Pak Wing and Chu Sin Hang. And it's their directorial debut. Starring Baby John Choi, who plays Tim Chung. Um, who you would probably know from Ip Man 3. He was also in SPL 2. Lin Min Chen, who plays uh, Summer, the girl vampire. She is best known for the Prince of Wolves uh, series. And Chin Su Ho as Chow, who plays uh, like Tim's master. Um, Chin Su Ho, of course, we, we spoke about him before in Master Avengers. He's been in a lot of the hopping vampire films of the 80s. He was in Tai Chi Master, Fist of Legend, he had a big role in. Chin Su Ho, one of, my opinion, one of the most underrated actors out of Hong Kong over the last uh, 20 years. And our tagline for this film is always have another tagline. And this one is, it's a messy job, but someone has to do it. So, after a chance encounter with a blood-sucking creature, a young man learns he comes from a long line of vampire hunters. So if you remember the weirdly popular hopping vampire films of the 1980s, 
Here's the kind of an ode to them, but updated for today and given a little twist. And you see now the heroes are Hong Kong employees while still a secret to the public and most of the officials as well. Our protagonist knows none of this, nor of his connection. And once he does, and he learns that he, you know, what his family line is to these people, he decides to train in the business. But along the way, he meets a beautiful young vampire who seems very different than the others. Honestly, I was never a huge fan of those films. But I still found it somewhat entertaining, if not a bit forgettable. Now, the acting was not much to talk about. Um, I really did like Lin Chen as our cute vampire girl. Uh, there was some action that was okay here and there, but really not a lot of a, uh, a lot, I should say, really to hang your hat on. But what this is, is a silly, cute comedy. And on that level, this works fairly well. Now, was this slap your knee, laugh out loud funny? Not really. Uh, but there were a few decent chuckles. And what really helps this film is this kind of almost love story between our two leads. Now, throughout the film, we are getting ready for the arrival of our antagonist, a vampire king, if you will. And he's definitely a badass. And we get a big battle in the end, which is fine. But again, nothing out of this world. In the end, I think what we have here is a silly, cute film that probably won't stay with you past the next morning. But as a throwback to the Mr. Vampire-type films of the past, it's a decent job. And if you were a fan of this genre, then I think you would have a goof with this. But for me, not being a fan of it, I thought it was passable, but nothing I'd probably ever watch again. And uh, I gave the film a 6 out of 10. Alright, our next film. Zombieology. Enjoy Yourself Tonight. 2017 as well, and also from Hong Kong. This one, directed by again by another uh, feature film debut. This is Alan Lowe. Uh, his feature film debut. It's starring Michael Ning as Lung, who I really thought showed a lot in his first film, Port of Call. Now, this is now his second role, playing the lead here, Lung. And uh, you know my love for Port of Call if you're a follower of this show. And, of course, he plays the uh, young man, the, the killer, if you will, in that film. Uh, Louis Chung is also in this. He plays Chi Young. Uh, Louis Chung uh, was in Keeper of the Darkness that we viewed here. It was in Ip Man 3. Um, he was in a film called Happiness, which I didn't get to see. Alex Mann is in this. He plays Ning's father. Alex Mann, a veteran of Hong Kong films. Probably best known for his Tears Go By, Hong Kong 1941, and Rich and Famous, the Chai Yun Fat film. Also starring Cherry Nyang, Nan, I believe it's pronounced, N-G-A-N, I believe that's spelled Nan. And she plays Junko Miyamura. Uh, she was in the film The Way We Dance. She was also in a film called The Midnight After, which I really wasn't familiar with. And Carrie Yang, who plays Shan. Of course, Carrie Yang, who uh, remains of a woman, sitting on fire, naked killer, which uh, we reviewed. Well, actually, we will review um, next. <laughs> but uh, Carrie Yang, a veteran, fantastic superstar of Hong Kong. And they're still making films to this day, and we are thankful for that. And our tagline for this film is, Be a hero, not a chicken. So, a pair of somewhat delusional and directionless men, or young men, 
wind up having to realize their fantasies and become heroes of Earth against a strange creature that is turning the populace into zombies. Now, if that brief summary leaves you confused, trust me, watching the film may lead to be even more so. This off-the-wall, psychedelic at times, genre-bending visual attack will both amuse you, warm your heart, as well as sanding it, all while amidst the backdrop of sheer insanity. Uh, this film is also told in live action as well as animated feature that will possibly leave you a bit perplexed at times as well. Now, why has a giant, exploding, egg-throwing, zombie-creating chicken decided to run amok? It's not explained, and really... Could there ever be an explanation worthy of this? But what this film is, is not a zombie film, but more of a film about life and about mistakes and moving past them as well as our own fears. There's a lot going on here between the lines, some of which, honestly, I didn't grasp. Uh, Director Adam Lowe really stuffs a lot of plot devices into this, and it really doesn't blend that well. But despite all this, somehow, some way, it kind of works on a small level. Uh, my guess is, in its absurdness, it almost becomes sane. There's a lot of elements that lead you to believe what is or isn't reality. And I'm not going to give anything away here, but in the end, you may question the perspective of what you just saw. Uh, the acting from Carrie Yang and Alex Mann are quite good, and in many ways, it's their small side plot that I enjoyed most in this film. The comedy aspect is a bit dark, and there is a scene that will both shock and possibly amuse the heck out of you. And that is really, in essence, what this film is. It's not all that coherent, and doesn't follow any rules. And that is indeed its charm. Does that make it a great film, though? I think not. Yet it's still an interesting one to try to decipher. All in all, there are some thrills, a few laughs, and maybe a tear or two. But this film never seems to know what it wants to be other than not being labeled. And my guess is that's what director Lowe's goals were. As um, After the film, uh, we did he did have a sit-down uh, interview and took a lot of questions from the uh, audience. A lot of them directed about this giant chicken. But... Um, I do think I understand where he was trying to go with this. I just feel sometimes it lost its way. But not that it made it a bad film. I think Adam Lowe is a director I'm going to want to see more from. And I feel that I'm going to see stuff from him that I'm going to really like in the future. Like I saw enough here to know that he has something. He has some very good qualities. And I think this was maybe something he does try to do a little more than he should have. It's very hard for me to explain. It's a very hard film for me to explain to you. It's definitely a film that I think everyone will have a different view of. A friend of mine who went to see this absolutely loved it. It's his favorite film in the festival now, because of its absurdness. And so, you know, again, I think it's just what you're looking for in a film. You know, like I always say, I can think of film as the worst film in history. There's somebody out there who probably thinks it's the greatest. 
And so it's all about your perspective. But for me, I just felt this kind of went in a little too many directions for me. Just for my opinion. And um, it's not a film I would overly recommend. But not one I would steer anyone away from either. To me, this was not as good as a film as the previously viewed Vampire um, Cleanup Department. But this is far more memorable. And I'm going to give this a 5.5 out of 10. Okay. I, I teased it earlier, and here it is. We do have an old school selection for this uh, episode, and it is Naked Killer, Hong Kong 1992, directed by Clarence Falk, um, known probably best for Remains of a Woman, The Iceman Cometh, Marshall Angels, Special ID with uh, Donnie Yen, starring Ching Mi Yao, the incredible, beautiful, lovely, Ching Mi Yao, who plays Kitty. Ching Mi Yao, who's worked in some of the biggest films, the biggest actors in all of Hong Kong. She's been in City Hunter with uh, Jackie Chan. Royal Tramp 1 and 2 with Stephen Chow. New Legend of Shaolin and High Risk, a.k.a. Meltdown, with Jet Li. Also starring Simon Yam, who plays Tanam. Uh, we've talked about Simon Yam a lot lately, haven't we? Uh, Eye in the Sky, Full-Time Killer, Black Cat. Young and Dangerous films. And Carrie Yang, who plays Princess, who uh, was in films called Justice My Foot, uh, The Lovers. I'm trying to think of films I didn't mention from the last one. And uh, our tagline for this film is, This femme fatale is bad for your health. Yeah, that wasn't a great one, I know. (laughs) What's this about? A woman on the run is trained to become a killer for hire. But her policeman boyfriend is determined to save her from that life. So yes, this was this year's secret screening at the New York Asia Film Festival. I was able to figure out this one out beforehand. And it was a film I was very familiar with. I was still seeing a big screen and for the first time in many years was quite a treat. As was the fact that Carrie Yang was in attendance. As he spoke before as well as after the film. And was a complete delight. Really one of my favorite guests I've ever seen um, live at the festival. And I was able actually to meet her the next day for a few moments. I had a photo with her and uh, an autograph. And truly one of the highlights of this year's festival for me as was the screening. Uh, Carrie Yang full of life and vigor. And you could just tell someone who really loves her place in the history of Hong Kong filmmaking. And... Doesn't shy away from it, accepts it. It's just something about her presence, not only on the screen, but off it, that really took me back a bit. Now, as for this film, look, this is no masterpiece. In fact, I hope he's not listening, but I'm not one of Mr. Fox's biggest fans. But this was the film that began my mega crush on Ching Mi Yao. So for that, thank you, Mr. Fogg, and of course, thank you, Ching Me. Call me. And the story, well, what can I say? It has more holes than an Afghan sweater. But to be fair, this is still the type of film that drew me into the world of Hong Kong cinema and eventually the world of Asia cinema. And so this is one of the reasons why I have a podcast, is this film. This film is high on action and sex appeal. It's kind of low on taste or plot. Uh, you know, the story of a female assassin has been done ad nauseum. Uh, but we get a little more here with the, you know, with the sexual aspects of it. 
Um, you know, we have two pairs of very sexy female killers vying to destroy and at the same time have sex with each other. You know, which is pretty funny in itself. And, you know, our protagonist wants to have a happy life with her somewhat questionable at his, at his job policeman boyfriend. So, I mean, it's just like, that's really going all, going all over the place, really. You know, and it's kind of funny because, you know, we see this film, you know, nowadays lesbianism is much more commonplace in today's movie industry. But it was not that way 25 years ago. And that made this slightly controversial and somewhat exhilarating in itself. You know, as I've said, the story here is almost absurd as far as reality goes, but so what? It's a device to look at the ultra-sexy Miss Yao and Miss Ang, and uh, they send in a big-name leading actor in Simon Yam to try to legitimize this. And what you get is a true cult classic. And like smoke cult classics, it doesn't hold up well too much to scrutiny. So, I mean, if you are really forced to just take it for what it is. Uh, I just ran into another uh, of this type of scenario recently when watching a cult classic horror film, Suspiria. What many find to be a cinematic marvel, I found to be head-scratchingly silly. Yeah, I understand the value of seeing something through the eyes of your youth. So in essence, I think you've seen this film before, you should see it again. If you never have, though, you might find yourself questioning the high regard that it stands in. Nevertheless, this is a film with a huge following. For those of us who remember being introduced uh, to this thing that we call Asian cinema years ago. And in the end, this is what this is all about. You know, This film really kind of, in many ways, is the essence of the 90s Hong Kong film industry. And um, it's the 90s Hong Kong Film Festival that turned many of us who are probably listening to this show into fans. So I think this film needs to be held in some kind of regard for some reason, even though it's not a great film. So, uh, again, this just a um, very hard film also to describe to you if you haven't seen it. But, again, lots of action, lots of sex, uh, lots of campiness, and in the end, lots of fun. Uh, so, I, I try to be reserved in my rating for this film while still being loyal to my own feelings attached to it. So, I'm giving this a 6.5 out of 10, which I'm sure many will both say I either rated this too high or too low. But um, I do think for anybody who really is into Hong Kong cinema, Asian cinema, you want to know about some of the early films that really molded this industry, I think you should see this. And if you have seen this and just haven't seen it in a lot of years, give another watch. Watch it again. Okay, time for our final film. And this one is Fabricated City, South Korea, 2016. Directed by Park Kwang Hyun, who uh, directed the film Welcome to Don McCall. Don McCall. I hope I'm saying that right. Pretty popular uh, film. Uh, starring Ji Chang Wook, who plays Kwan Yu, uh, probably best known for the Healer TV series. Shim Young Kyung, who plays Yo Woo, who was the voice of our protagonist in Soul Station. She was also in uh, Missing You. And she plays the lead in Sorry, Voice from the Heart. Also starring Oh Jung Se, who plays Min Chung Sang, uh, Running Man, 
the hero, Sunshine Love, uh, and Kim Sang Ho, who plays Ma Jok Su, who we just saw an ordinary person. I liked him in that film a lot. Running Man and uh, Proof of Innocence. And our tagline for this film is Spinning a Tale of Murder. So, a millennial slacker whose only passion is for being a top gamer is framed for the murder of a teen girl. Now he and his fellow gamer friends must prove his innocence. So, here much more is a tried and true story arc. Someone is framed and he must prove his innocence. And you may say that you've seen this before and then yawn. But this is a bit better than most films of this genre. A mix of humor, action, and drama mixed with a great cast of characters. Um, there's a lot of money put into this film as well. A lot of sci-fi type of scenes uh, pertaining to the bad guy's master network that he can use to frame anyone so convincingly that their own family wouldn't believe them. And speaking of our antagonist, played by Oh Jung-se, definitely the standout of this film performance-wise. He was such a slimy worm. He just wanted to see him squished. <laughs> and uh, Shim Young-kyung, also quite good as the social awkward hacker. Now, films like this really depend on a clever script. And that we do have here. It's not perfect, and it takes a few leaps of faith. Uh, but still, it holds together pretty well. Uh, where this film does suffer slightly from is the lack of pacing, which is, a, I guess at this point, if you've been listening to my show for a while, you know, is... A bit of a, a nitpick with me. Um, usually we complain about a film being uneven or too slow in areas. But here, many of the plot arcs come and go with almost lightning speed. But looking at this in a, I guess a glass half full angle, it just quickly gets into some more fun, uh, which I'm sure many would be happy with. But it also makes the film a tad more shallow considering the theme of the plot. Now, one of the running gags in this film, which is really one of the brightest parts of the film, is the hacker girl, who again is played by uh, Shim Young Kyung, who I think is a really good up-and-coming actress, by the way. It's her in an inability to communicate to anyone in person, even if they are sitting next to her. This causes some very cute and funny scenes, and it's stuff like this, and also the contrast between the gaming group's online avatars, compared to the actual selves, they really lends almost an unmistakable charm to this film. And, and they, you know, let's not forget about the action, because the action in this is really, really good. A lot of good action. You know, you got bad people you hate. You got people you're rooting for. You got some sad scenes that happen. It's, the film is really just a good mix of everything. It's really... A summer blockbuster type of film. And hey, we are in the middle of the summer. So, uh, Fabricated City was really, in my opinion, one of the unsung heroes of the New York Asian Film Festival. And while it's not mind-blowing, it is what we love to see in the movies. A great two-hour distraction. I really enjoyed this. And I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. And that's our show. So, that is the end of the New York Asian Film Festival reviews for films I screened at the festival. And as I said at the top... There are more films from there that um, I have copies of and we'll be reviewing those in coming shows. But up next will be our promised Jackie Chan show where we will review five films from Jackie. Also letting you know that there's uh, some stuff coming up 
in the future, um, in November, there's going to be a Five Deadly Venoms kind of a retrospective um, where they're going to be showing five or, no, six different Venoms titles here in New York City. And Lu Feng, who you might remember plays um, the centipede in the uh, Five Deadly Venoms, is going to be there in person signing autographs and doing a sit-down Q&A session. So this is coming up in November. I believe it's November 11th, but if you check our Facebook and our Twitter page, I will be posting uh, links to that stuff so that you know when it's coming up. It's basically a lot of stuff, too. There's going to be a lot of stuff about um, martial art action, action films and martial art films. There's a uh, Spawn 25th anniversary retrospective also going on there uh, at the same time. So definitely stuff, very interesting little convention. Uh, you may, may want to check that out. So uh, I, I'm going to let you guys know about that in the coming uh, days. And so uh, try to check that out. And as always, when I go to these things, I'll probably be wearing my Asia Cinema Fusion t-shirt. So if you see me, step on up, say hello, talk to me about Asian films, tell me how much you love or hate the show. Believe me, even if you hate the show, come up and tell me you hate the show. I would be thrilled for anyone to come over and just talk to me. We all, if we're listening, we all are here. We are lovers of this great genre. And any one of you, um, I'd love to sit down and pick your brains about what you love about the genre. So, um, yeah, look for me at that festival. And I'm probably just rambling here at the end. So I guess at that point, it's time, as always, to tell you thank you for listening. And bye-bye.